Thanks for tuning in. I'm Jean Cameron Hill, host of Rediscovering Joy, a podcast to inspire women over 50 to find their passion, reinvent themselves, and be at their best. Today, I'm speaking with Bryn Cammy Williams, who has been an artist for as long as she can remember. She paints to understand the natural world around her, to appreciate and to celebrate wildlife. It gives her joy to express through creativity and she loves to share that joy through her artwork. Cammie, thank you so much for being part of this broadcast and sharing your story. Can you tell us a bit about your early years and your childhood experiences, and how do you think they helped shape who you are today? Well, thank you for inviting me. We all have we all have good parts and bad parts of our childhood. I think the biggest thing that I my takeaways from back then. Um, was our family loved to have fun and and just high spirited fun, um, not not evil mean fun or poking fun at people, but just enjoying life and having fun and and that stuck with me to just you know spread joy and kind of like one of my mottos is if it's not fun, it's not worth doing. Fun is really important to me. Some of the other things were. When I was younger, I never really felt championed. I would ask for help, but my mom used to ask for help and she was hurt when she was younger and she was championed in front of her and it embarrassed her so much that she never wanted to embarrass her children like that. So she would take, you know, she would just go behind the scenes to champion me and and that really wasn't what I needed as as an individual child. So I learned from all that that I needed to be my own rescuer because I wasn't going to get help. That's how I took it. And so that's what I would do. I would try to I would try to listen to my inner self. I taught myself to do that and to own my stuff. Of course that takes a while because you know there's a lot of denial and it's hard to it's hard to feel bad about yourself. But I had a wonderful group of lifelong friends um, I picked up, I've collected along the way, and they really supported me. Um, They're the kind of friends that were just, were compassionate with me, walked in equal step with me, and um, let me rant when I needed to rant. And they wouldn't try to fix me unless I asked for help. And I think that's huge. Oh, yeah. Those lifelong friends are so important. My I always say I like to collect friends, and yeah. my friends have bec- are my family because I didn't feel like I had the support like you didn't feel like you had support. You know, I had to go elsewhere, and having gone to an all-girls school, I was really lucky to still have some of those friends from all. Like I said, I just like to collect friends. People say, what do you collect? I said, I collect friends. <laughs> oh. Um, I do. I love my friends. And yeah. I went to girls' school too, so they're some of my most treasured friends. I, they've yeah. known me long. Yeah, they really know you. Um, I remember this summer we spent some time with my best friend from seventh grade, and I can remember her mom, who was a gourmet chef back then, made baked Alaska, and I was so impressed by that. And she said, "How many people do you know?" And remember back to when we were in seventh grade, who who and the mom made baked Alaska. There's just that connection. 
what made you start to paint and and why do you love it so much? I think, I mean, I think I've always loved it, but I started way back when my mom had three children under three. And so while she was making dinner, she would try to get us organized the best she could so that she could make dinner. She would do this game. She would draw three lines for each of us on a piece of paper. And we each had to draw a picture from those three lines. And that kind of got my um, imagination flowing. I just started to start drawing things that I loved, which was uh, my my first love has always been horses. So I started drawing horses. I remember just drawing, drawing, you know, on any blank piece of paper or the back of checkbook covers and things like that to... And then finally, we would all get, all three of us would get sketchbooks for Christmas. And it was the most exciting thing was to get your new sketchbook. Was your mom uh, artistic? Not really. She never thought she was. But she was was, creative. She was very creative. Yeah. I think her art went into, into flowers and gardening, which she loved. And um, because I think we all need and discover our own creative outlets. And it's it's what keeps you keeps you tapped in to to that creative source and feeds you. What were your early teen years and early childhood like? Or I'm sorry, early adulthood. Well, I went to a private prep school um, when I started in eighth grade, and um, there I was able to to just try all different kinds of art. And I loved it until they had to say, you have to take other things besides art. Um, and I got involved with the, what was it called? Our class notebook? Not notebook, but, you know, the silhouette and what are they called? I've lost the yearbook. The yes. <laughs> Thank you. And so I got in, I got with that. And then I found the dark room and took lots of pictures. And I love developing my own pictures and things like that in the dark room. And um, just exploring all different things. I helped with the set design for for the plays that were put on. And, and then in college, I was thinking about heading into art, but when I looked at what was available to to make a make a living at back then, they there were a few things like an illustrator or um graphic artist, graphic designer. And for me, I just felt constrained doing work for someone else. I wanted the freedom of of being fine in fine art. And so I just kind of kept it as my personal resource of happiness, my art, and went on to do other things, majored in English and creative writing, continued being creative. But it sounds like your passion is art and that you had that passion from when you were little. Yeah. Yeah, how great, how wonderful that today you're able to do that passion in what you do with your art. You know, not a lot of people can say that about their their work. I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful how that came together. How did you create art while you were still trying to make a living? When I was younger, I mean, in I was kind of a job hopper because I I have a busy brain and I get bored easily and and I never really wanted career like a lot of people of my from you know my my past my prep school past and and my collegiate friends would 
go on to have careers, and I just wasn't that type of person. So I, I went towards the more the um, administrative and working with people and taking chances. And my art was more, became, became what I fell back on to just give myself pleasure and, and feed me. But I would also use it to create little stories. I developed this cat, Whiskers the Cat, for my boyfriend, actually, at the time. And I would leave him little pictures of Whiskers doing things because I went to work before he did. So Whiskers would leave him a message. And I remember it was during, I found them. I kept them. I found them the other day. It was during the Olympics, at one, one of the Olympics. And so I put together um, competitions for cats. And I remember one was called the, the Dip Digging, where they would, um, they would have to, they would be rated on their litter box pawing. Wow. <laughs> Did you publish these? No, I didn't. Those were just for him. <laughs> but it kept this Whiskers character alive. And I thought, well, wouldn't it be fun to make a children's story out of that? And so I, I just drew pictures and, and I photocopied them and had them spiral bound. And I colored them and I gave them to my nieces and, and for Christmas presents. Awesome. Yeah, it was fun. I bet they still have them. I think I think some of them do. I did eventually self-publish it, and so I gave them the. I had I made three be- three stories. Well, there's Whiskers the Hat, Wrong Way Whiskers, and Who Broke My Bed. And so I put those all in a little booklet and floating around somewhere on Amazon. And I gave that to them later on, so they had their little their little po- paperbacks. That's awesome. I love that. How did you meet your husband and partner in your current business? Yeah, Alchemy Ranch Studios. Um, Before that, I just wanted to tell you how I got into painting because um, I moved up to Eureka, California. I was married at the time to still one of my best friends. And uh, we moved there because we we developed a business together, which was importing British books and distributing them to bookstores throughout the U.S. This was pre-Amazon, so Amazon kind of killed that business. But at the time when we moved, I wanted to I wanted to have more time with my son because I was working too much. I never saw him. And so at the time, he was in daycare to socialize and make friends since he was an only child. And I didn't really have anything to do. And my husband suggested, why don't you take painting classes because Eureka, California is a hotbed of artists. So many artists are there. And so I found a a wonderful teacher who taught. Um, I think that's when I really fell deeply in love with art. I mean, I I always loved it, but this was, it deepened because I learned to, I learned to, to really see the world around me and to just see it instead of like imagining what a horse looked like to really see a horse and 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 take out and paint a likeness of that horse i did lots of shows then and then i started teaching um and i had a group of women that we would get together we all bonded went through stuff together for seven years we taught i we had art and bonding and then that marriage dissolved and and i was looking for just myself 
and started, you know, just going towards rekindling the my love for finding all things similar in all different types of religions and thought processes and and things like that. And I found this website called tut.com, which sort of exists, but not really um, the how it was at the time that I, this was what, 15, 16, 17 years ago, it, he had made a, Mike Dooley had made a little Facebook type platform for like-minded people, male and female, and you can make friends with these people. And Al, my husband, contacted me because we it was mostly east coast people and we were one of the few and far between on the west coast and we were three hours apart and so we just developed a friendship then and it turned out he was a graphic artist and a wood carver and i needed a graphic artist so to do some some work for me and so we we met and kind of the rest is history we were just became we we had we're just so much alike it's artists are different people <laughs> need a lot of space to to do your creative work but also you know need the companionship too and we we just understood the ebb and flow of creativity together and his name was Al and my nickname was Cammy so it was alchemy it was magic we kind of created Alchemy Ranch Studios from that and that's when I started to, we started to create our web store online and he puts his carvings up there and I put up my um, watercolor. They're not watercolor, they're acrylic. They look like watercolor, but watercolor fades. And so I do really wet acrylics paintings. And so I sell them as prints so that they're more affordable for a lot of people. And we just kind of create, we're trying to create a little world. And what we want to do is um, be able to start donating our proceeds to Defenders of the Wildlife and other wildlife conservation groups. That's kind of where we're heading with our store. I also um, have another part of the, our website has Bryn Design, which has more, more types of nature and more linear things and coffee mugs and home decor items and fun things, more fun and playful artwork. I can attest to your um, your incredible paintings. We have one of your horse paintings, which we treasure, and the mugs and the playfulness that you have with your designs really resonate. And I know that you have most of your, you have all your products made in the U.S., which I think is really, I, I my hat's off to you because it's hard to, you know, you really are made in America. Yeah. Some of the blanks of the mugs, I think, come from China, but um, this, the printing is all from in America. And um, that was important to me. And I probably could have a lower cost basis, but I just felt like Big business tends to farm out so much of their work that that a lot of people, a lot of creative people that need jobs here in the U.S. just get overlooked. I do print on demand. I also like that feature, which is, again, it raises the price a bit because 
many hands are are touching a product. So each person, each as it goes down, it it happens. Do you do commissions if someone wanted a painting of their dog or cat or an animal? I, yes, I do commissions. I do commission okay. work. In fact, I have a a hummingbird commission that I that I'm going to be starting work on. Can you tell me about the color of women? Yeah, color of woman is a. It was created by Shiloh Cloud, and she's a, a um, an artist that created this way of painting where you journal and you paint, and you paint over, and it's a whole process of kind of self healing, self understanding. It's kind of like you put your trauma on paper and you journal about it and as and as you go through this painting process you heal and you learn you just start thinking like I said earlier it's always been important to to go to your inner self that still small voice within and and listen from there for your guidance for your next steps and and hear the yes in your body and this is a way to help hear that yes in your body. And, you know, it, that yes can t- take you to different ways of avenues of, of healing yourself. You know, some people may need help getting through a trauma, but that yes in their body will take them to that. And so Color Woman was, I became a facilitator of that to help others and create these stories so that you can go beyond and I use it kind of in the mornings for journaling. It's a way of journaling. You kind of write your words and then you just kind of draw, the, oh, it's a woman's face that you do. And um, and then you add texture and you start adorning this face. And it's hard to explain, but it's a really wonderful experience and it helps you self-love. It just, it, it, it reaches into your emotional self that kind of goes deeper so that it, and talks to your subconscious. My previous guest, uh, Christy Kiriko, who helps women through their uh, alcohol issues, uses sketchbooking as a way of getting women to get in touch with their inner self. I've done sketchbooking where I cut out pictures from a magazine and then use paint to paint within that and then journal over that. And it's amazing what I discovered about myself and how it's helped me kind of move on to or move through difficult periods of my life. Exactly. Uh, If someone out there is interested in the color of woman, how do they learn more about it? Um, I think you could just kind of Google color of women. Yeah. It's it's there. There are many facilitators. Um, I don't have my shingle out, but I I can take somebody through that process easily. It's a fun way. It's well, it's creating, you know, it's just fun. And, and I think fun lightens the heart and gets you in a space where you're just you're open. You're open to answers, your inner answers. What about your your uh, latest ad- uh, adventure with uh, Al called Wolf Wisdom. Yes, that's brand new. I ha- we we're just about to announce it on our um, in our our newsletter. We have a monthly blog that we think of as our newsletter, where we just kind of chat about our lives and 
and what's what's happening, what's what's going on. But Wolf Wisdom is a it's a journal, it's a book, it's a blank book that um, I put the cover on, and I, Al used his graphic design work. Here's a picture of it. I know that I know your audience can't see it, but right. it's oh wow, yeah, it's a oil painting I did. It's of a wolf. And the tagline is Unleash Your Wild Imagination. It's a, it's a night. I like the size of this notebook because um, you can put it in your purse. It's, um, but it's big enough. It's about the size of a Kindle, I would say, or a little bit larger than a Kindle or, you know, a, a tablet. And so you can carry it. And if you have thoughts or if you are, go to a coffee shop and want a journal or you go and want to do your, your notebooking, you know, it's it's it has enough paper. The paper is thick enough that you can do that. And so we're we're doing with that with our Wolf Wisdom book is that fifty percent of our gross profit is going to go to Defenders of the Wildlife, so that you can you can journal and you can know that you're, you know, half the half of our profit is going to be going to the Defenders of the Wildlife. How can people purchase your products, Al's products, this Wolf Wisdom book? It's um, on our website, which is alchemyranchstudios.com. And it's A-L-C-H-E-M-Y ranchstudios with an S dot com. All one word. The stationary section of the menu has Wolf Wisdom. It's the first one. Great. And they can also sign up to get your blogs, your blog posts, which I love getting every month. How do you feel you've changed from the younger version of you I'm a lot kinder to myself, and I'm a lot more compassionate to myself. I I really love to help people, and I really love to watch people grow and to support the growth in a person and to help them through their aha moments and things like that. I always felt like I was a pretty darn good friend, but sometimes I would sacrifice myself for that, and I'm learning to put myself in a more fair point of view. And I'm learning. Um, I would tell my younger self to um, include yourself in your kindness. You, you know, you have worth as well. And you are, you're deserving of your own love, just as much as you love your friends and your family. You deserve to be, to love yourself as much, which means to it just means to see and value your own worth. I guess that's probably how I've changed the most. Yeah. Is learning to really love myself. That's awesome. Self-care is so important. We really forget about that. We we take care of everybody else, but we we need to take care of us. Right, exactly. It's a joy to take care of I for me and I know for you to take care of other people and to see them. And it's so pleasing, especially as an introvert. I would love to have big parties because I could just watch all my friends having fun, but I didn't have to really talk to anybody. I could just give them food. You know, my God, I so get that. (laughs) That's me. What advice do you have for other women considering a significant life change? And what do you consider your brass ring? I think you need to wait for your green light. There and it's there's just this knowing, and when you don't think you know it, you don't know it. So if, so, just sit with something, and um and get calm, 
whatever soothes you. I get a lot of information in the shower <laughs> because I just, it's soothing, it's warm, and the water feels good and everything. And just being calm and just wait until you get your green light. And also, you don't need to know all the steps. Just have faith that those answers will come. You just need the next step. Did you ever see that movie, Shakespeare in Love? I did a long time ago. All these things, terrible things were going on. And there's this one guy, he would keep popping in to the show and he goes, it'll work out. And they go, how do you know it'll work out? He goes, "It's it'll, it'll just work out. It's a miracle. It'll work out. And it always did. And I think if we keep that faith and knowing, we just need the next step. And you don't have to panic over knowing every single step. You just... Uh, that's just the best way to, for me, that's what's worked with me is to just know, have my, wait for my green light and, and know when the next step is. How did you get so wise? Through doing all the wrong things. <laughs> right. Everybody else, you know, making all the mistakes, not waiting, not waiting for the green light. And, you know, and we've all had our traumas. We've all had, we've all had to pivot. And just it just takes a lot of faith and trust and rescuing yourself. One thing that I love that you said is live in the present. The problems of the past are in the past and are just fertilizer for growth. Yes, they are. I think that's beautiful. What's your website again? AlchemyRanchStudios.com. Well, you are so talented. I'm in awe of you. I love you. And I feel so blessed that you're in my life. You know, I'm looking to being one of your friend collection. Yes, <laughs> you are. And I'm lucky that I'm married to your brother and I feel that you're part of my family. So thank you, Cami. I, I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for listening. Follow us at BeJoyful.love and subscribe on Amazon, Spotify, or Google so you can embark on your own journey of joy. Till next time, God bless and be joyful.